Well, good morning. Oh. How are you doing on on football opening weekend? It's a great, glorious weekend that we get to be in the house of God, checking our phones on the, to see what the scores are, see where our fantasy points are at. How many in the room are doing fantasy football this year? Well, the blessed ones have raised their hands. The ones that, uh, can, I, can you take this? Because I know at some point I will probably kick it off the stage. And I don't necessarily want to do that. Well, what a good morning. Kiana, thank you. That was wonderful. Lead us in communion. She's going to be speaking here in a month, I think next month in October, so you don't want to miss that. Looking forward to that. It's going to be amazing. Um, also, next week we have the Valentins with us. You don't want to miss that. We'll have them here Sunday morning, but we also have a time with them on Saturday. It's a free event Saturday morning. You can register it out in the foyer um, so we know how many are coming. And if you, we do have child care stuff going on for your kids, but we do need to know if they're coming. So we do need you to register for that for your kids. So you can do that in the foyer today, um, but you don't want to miss that. It's next Saturday, nine o'clock over in the hangar. And then in October, we're going to be starting up our family nights on Wednesday night again. Um, So we're going to have classes and classes for kids and for our youth are already going on Wednesday nights, but we'll be Starting that up, we'll have some more information for you in the next couple of weeks, so we're excited about that. And the new book, We Have Decided, is back in stock, so if you pre-ordered that, you can pick that up today out in the foyer, um, or if you didn't get a copy, there's some out there you can get today. All right, I think that's all the announcements today for me. All right, proverb of the day. This is uh, chapter 11, since today is the 11th. This is verse 30. 30. It says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and the one who is wise saves lives. Don't you know that you're supposed to be a tree of life to everybody around you? Oh, you guys aren't very excited about that? I mean, I, I hope if I was in your family that you would want to be a tree of life. Or you could be a tree of death. I mean, we all know those people. <laughs> Not in our family or yours, but, you know. But it starts with righteousness to be a tree of life. So that's our proverb for today. Let me get organized here. All right, how many were here last week? Awesome. That was so fun. And amazing, the baptisms after service, that was such a privilege to baptize people. It's such an honor. It's such a, a holy and sacred thing to see people baptize and commit themselves to Christ. That was awesome. So if you missed it, you missed it. Sorry. You don't get the blessings of it. But we'll have more. As Kathy is our pastor, is like, don't, don't, don't be mean to them. Be nice. We'll do it again. They can experience it again. Yeah. No, we, yes, absolutely. But it was such an amazing thing what God does in baptism. 
in water baptism. All right, today, if you got your Bibles, turn to John eleven forty. It says, then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So Holy Spirit, thank you for being here today. And we open up our hearts and our ears to your voice today, to what you're doing today. So fill us with your spirit as we listen to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Before I forget, we do have um, dream interpretation teams for you guys today at the end of service. So you want to take advantage of that. If you have night dreams that you want interpreted, we have teams that will do that with you. It's a great thing. You don't want to miss that. Um, so this past um, Friday morning, um, one of our ones that are dear to us, Ted Deeming, went to be with Jesus. Um, Friday morning, he'd been sick with cancer, and uh, he went to be part of the cloud of witnesses. He, um, him and Hope have been a part of the mission family for over 30 years. He served as one of our elders. But more importantly, he would come before he'd go to work almost every day and walk this property and pray. We pray over this property, pray over the church, pray over you almost every day. Come early. He'd come before Sundays and pray. He loved Jesus. He was such a tender man. We're going to miss him. Please be praying for Hope and Tammy, their daughter, and their families as they grieve. But today I want to talk about mystery. See, a lot of you prayed for Ted, which is amazing. Thank you for praying for him, for his healing. But we didn't see it. But there's a, there's a mystery in God. How many know that's true? The, the, there's just mysteries with God. And honestly, I'm so thankful for them. Because I really don't want to serve a God I fully understand. If I fully understand God, then he's not God. I am. I make myself God. If I fully understand. It's not that we don't try to understand. Or pursue understanding. But there is a mystery in God. There is a mystery in what he does or doesn't do. So today, we're, we're going to press into that. We're going to go after healing this morning. Because when you're faced with mystery, 
you kind of land in a fork in the road. And you get to choose which road you choose to go on. Do you choose the road of faith or do you choose the road of unbelief? So I'm going to take a, a, just a short time, talk about that, and then we're going to pray for the sick because we're going to go after it. See, there's two responses when we live in mystery. God, I don't understand this, but I'm going to lean into you. Or God, I don't believe you, and you end up separating yourself from God. So let's look at two people real quick in the Bible that came across mystery in their life, kind of around at the same time. And that's Zechariah and Mary, the mother of Jesus so Zechariah was a priest. He was chosen that year to, to go before God. And he's an old man. He didn't have children. And they wanted children. Him and his wife wanted children. So he's in the presence of God. And an angel comes before him and tells him, hey, you're going to have a son. You're going to name him John. And he's going to do all these amazing things. We know the rest of the story. We know it's John the Baptist. And Zechariah is faced with this mystery. And his response was, I don't believe you. I'm too old and my wife's too old. And the angel, it doesn't, like, we can't hear his voice, but how it's written seems like he is very... Can I say pissed off? <laughs> He's, he, he basically says, do you know who I am? I'm Gabriel. Not only am I Gabriel, but I sit in the presence of God. And I'm coming to you with this word. And you don't believe me? All right, then you're not going to talk until this child is born because this is going to happen and I don't need you to screw it up. I mean, that's basically what he's saying. You're not going to be able to talk because you're not going to screw this up because this has to happen and it's going to happen. But he says you're going to can't talk because you're unbelief because you didn't believe me. So then, six months later, Mary, she's engaged to be married. Angel shows up and says, hey, Mary, you're going to have, you're going to get pregnant. You're going to have a son. His name's going to be Jesus. And by the way, he's the Messiah. He's going to save the world. Just, just so you know, you know, easy thing. Not a big deal. But her response was, I don't understand. I'm a virgin. I don't understand how this could be. And the angel goes, well, this is how it's going to happen. The Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to hover over you. And then you'll be pregnant. And she's like, Okay, let it be so. 
She has no understanding of what that means. It's not like she goes, oh, yeah, my cousin a couple years ago. Yeah, that happened to my cousin a couple years ago. So I, I, I get it. No, this had never happened in all, in all of history. It wasn't that she understood it more. It wasn't that she understood what was going on. But she believed. She basically said, I don't understand, but I will believe you. Two different responses to mystery. This mystery was the same. How is my wife or how am I going to be pregnant? Two different responses. One chose unbelief. One chose to believe, even though they didn't understand. See, God doesn't ask us to understand. He's not looking for understanding. We pursue understanding. You read through Proverbs, it's all throughout there. But God doesn't require understanding. And he doesn't mind if you don't understand. But what God can't handle is unbelief. He doesn't put up with unbelief. You read throughout the scriptures. He'll put up with not understanding, but he won't put up with unbelief. Because we live by faith. We don't live by understanding. So how do we find answers to mysteries? Proverbs 25, verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search out a matter is the glory of kings. He wants us to search it out. He doesn't want us, oh, there's a mystery. Okay, I don't understand. I can just move on and forget about it. No, no, no. He said, search it out. If, there, if you come across a mystery and don't understand what God's doing, you don't just get to give up and move on. Oh, it's God. He does what he wants to do. No, it says, search it out. Search the mystery out. But when we search it out, but how do we search that out? How do we do that? So I got three reference scriptures here. I'm going to read through. It's Romans 16.25. Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance, to, accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ, in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the excuse me, command the eternal God so that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience and comes obedience that comes from faith to the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. First Timothy three sixteen. beyond all question, the mystery from which true godliness springs is great. He appeared in the flesh was vindicated by the spirit was seen by angels, was preached among the nations, was believed on in the world, 
was taken up in glory. Colossians 1.25 I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of his mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. How do we search mystery? We search Jesus. Jesus is the answer to the mystery. He's the one we search out. When mystery comes in life, when someone that is precious, that is sick, and we pray for their healing and they're not healed, and they move on to be with Jesus, and that mystery of God, why? The answer is Jesus. The answer is in Jesus. It's to search him out. Not to live in unbelief. So let's look real quick here about what they what is was said about Jesus in healing. This is Isaiah fifty three five, but he was pierced for our transgressions; he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment was brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. See, Jesus paid the price. For our healing. See, the mystery is solved in Jesus. The mystery is dealt with in Jesus. That He is the one that paid the price for our healing. Before Jesus ascended to the Father, He said, This is Mark 16, verse 17. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick people, and they will get well. Jesus is talking to his disciples here, which is you. He, didn't, he wasn't just talking to the twelve for one, there wasn't 12 anymore. There was only 11. But there was a group of people there, that, his followers. And he told them, go lay your hands on the sick. Said that, so they can be well. Jesus is the answer. And he's saying, go place your hand, because the answer is in you. He said, I am in you, and you are in me. Just like I'm in the Father, and the Father's in me. So go lay your hands on the sick, and release what I paid for. See, Jesus is calling us to believe him. Mark nine twenty three. this is what he says. Everything is... Possible for one who believes. See, Jesus says a lot 
But he says what he means. And he means what he says. He didn't just throw things out, out there to see if they would stick to the wall. But when he says everything is possible for one who believes, then as his disciples, we probably should be ones that believe. Right? He's calling us to be believers that actually believe. So we're back to where we started today with John 11. See, Jesus was out ministering. Word came to him that his friend was sick, Lazarus. And he ended up staying where he was at for a few more days. Lazarus ends up dying. Then him and his disciples go to Lazarus where he was buried or in the tomb. Meets his sisters come out. They have some dialogue. Jesus finds like, okay, take me to him. And he's outside the tomb. And Mary's giving him some grief about not being there. Because if he was, she was saying, if, if you were here, he wouldn't have died. And this is what Jesus says to her. This is uh, John eleven forty. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of God. He wasn't asking her to understand. He was just asking her to believe. She didn't have to understand what was going on. But she needed to believe. To see the glory of God, we just need to believe. We don't have to understand it. We get to pursue understanding. But all we have to do is choose to believe. So if I can have the band come up. See, today we have a decision to make. Do we believe what Jesus has said, even though we might not understand it? Or our circumstances might say differently. Or are we going to choose to... To live in unbelief. At the mission, we made some decisions long ago that we try to live by. Uh, They're written in this book, Decisions That Define Us. But they're not just words written in a book. They're actually something we choose to live by. And here's a couple of them that we're deciding today. In the light of our friend being with Jesus and not healed, we have decided that hearing about the Holy Spirit without experiencing Him is silly. That believing in His presence without seeing it manifested in signs and wonders is hypocrisy. That believing in healing without seeing people healed is absurd. And that believing in the deliverance without people being delivered is absolutely ridiculous. We have decided that it is better to fail while reaching for the impossible 
that God has planned for us than succeed settling for less. So today is the mission we decided that we will continue to pray for the sick. That we will, that we have decided to fail trying to reach the impossible. That we will not settle for less. But we will see people healed. We will see people delivered. Because Jesus said it would happen. And we believe what he said. So why don't you stand with me? Holy Spirit. So we're just going to take a minute and worship the one that paid the price for our healing. And then we're going to go after healings this morning like Jesus instructed us to.
you are faithful in our moments of not understanding we declare that you are faithful that you are the faithful one so we asked our teams this morning to have some where we felt God was wanting to do some healing so I got some words here is there anybody in the house that has left hip pain? Left hip. Just shoot your hands. We got one up in the booth. Right over there. Okay, so those. One back here. Another one here. So if you're around those people. See, Jesus said, go lay your hands on the sick so they'd be healed. He didn't say If you're an apostle, go do that. If you're a pastor, go do that. No, he said to everybody that was around him, go lay your hands on it. So just declare healing in their body right now.
right, 20 more seconds. If you can test it out, see anything's happening, test that out. I'm going to give a couple more words and then we're going to come back to see if anything's happened. So a, a headache behind the eye and worried it's a sinus thing. Anybody having a headache right behind the eye? Anybody right over here and right up here? If I can have some people get around them and then... Uh, neck pain. If you're experiencing neck pain, right back here, here. Come on, people, you got to move. Once you see a hand go up, move and get around them. And then severe stomach acid, severe heartburn. Right back here. Once someone's praying for you, if you can put your hand down so we know who still hasn't. skin condition. Anybody dealing with a skin t- condition in the house? Right here, right over here, if we have someone right over here and here. Back in the back. Well, some of you are going to have to move to somebody else. Don't leave that person by themselves, but we got sometimes ten people at one person. Find a hand up. Um, someone whose hearing is declining. Your hearing's going bad. Put your hand up. Wave your hand. All right. So we're going to go back into the song. We're going to pray for them for a minute. And then we're going to check to see how they're doing. Check it out. Wave at me if it got any better or it's completely gone. Right here. Here, anybody else? Praise Jesus. Let's praise Jesus right now. Jesus is healing right now because he's actually in the room. The healer's actually in the room and he's healing because he said he would. So Jesus, we thank you that you paid the price for our healing and that you're here today to heal. So Holy Spirit, right now, breathe through this room. Breathe your healing breath right now over everyone. So the last one we want to pray for is if anybody has cancer, 
we want to pray for you. If that's if you're in the house and you have cancer, can you put your hand so we can see we want to pray for you. Also, if if you have a family member or a friend that you know that's dealing with cancer right now, we'd like to pray for you on their behalf. So we have a couple here. Wave at me if somebody's not with you. We got a lot of hands up here. So if you're standing for somebody, let the person know what the name of that person is so they can pray over their name. And let's pray. Let's just do what Jesus said. Put our hands on the sick, the sick to be well. So Jesus, we are being obedient to your word. We believe when you said that if we would lay our hands on them, that they would be healed. So we pray with belief that we believe you and what you said and what you paid for. It's tangible and it's here today. So we release your healing power in Jesus' name. That those tumors would dry up and die in Jesus' name. That those cells will be healthy in Jesus' name. That nothing foreign will be able to live in these bodies anymore. In Jesus' name. That cancer would be gone. In Jesus' name. You paid the price for it to be gone. So we step in that right now. invade every situation we know you are the answer Jesus so your resurrection power to flow through these bodies in Jesus name one last thing if you can we want to pray there's a little newborn in the hospital in um, the Bay Area that has a hole in his heart not expected to live through the year so let's pray right now that the power of the one that had their body broken that took on the wounds for our healing so Holy Spirit invade that hospital room right now For this little one, that his heart would be whole. That right now, that the healing power would invade that body right now. 
that that hole would be sewn closed and the heart would work properly, that he would have a long and prosperous life. So we declare your healing power right now over this baby. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship him for a minute. Jesus, you're so good. We worship you. Is your faithfulness to me? Great is your faithfulness to me. From the rising sun to the setting same, I will praise your name. From the rising sun to the setting if you're dealing with a situation right now that you have to live in that mystery declare this song to that situation that he is faithful that no matter how great the mystery is that we will stand on his faithfulness. That we will declare his goodness and his faithfulness. So if that's you, you're in a situation right now that is full of mystery. Can you just raise your hand? I want to pray as we conclude today, night, or today, this afternoon, wherever we're at. For you. So if you're around somebody that has their hand raised, can you just gently lay your hand on them and just release his faithfulness into this mystery that they're living out? So Holy Spirit, right now, I ask for encounters to come. God, we mark them right now for encounters that will sustain them through this hour of mystery. God, when I was going through life and great mysteries, you came to me and gave me an encounter that sustained me through the mystery. So right now, Holy Spirit, I release that over them, that you will come to them in the night and minister to them in the night and encounter them in their mystery. That you are a faithful God, that you are a good God, and that you hold them at every moment of the day. So we release that over them. In Jesus' name, amen. If I can have the um, Dream and Terp teams head over there. If you need more prayer today, come up front. We have people that would love to pray with you. Get your dreams interpreted. But don't leave this place until you're in a place of belief. Walk in belief this week and lay your hands on the sick so that they will be made whole. Oh, man.
Setting same, I will praise your 